Welcome to the Postpartum Coach Podcast, where we embrace our needs as moms, we learn to lead ourselves first, then our families, and where we create our own healing from the inside out to find our way to the work we were meant to do in this world. I'm your host, a fellow mom of three and a certified life coach, Lizzie Langston. Welcome back to the Postpartum Coach Podcast. Lizzie here. I'm so glad you're here. And I have a really special guest for you today. This is kind of a light and easy, fun episode. We're just going to meet you where you are. This is a no overwhelm zone and a no guilt zone. So turn turn the guilt down. This is literally going to just be an episode around the holiday season to kind of inspire you. And I really want you to remember that whatever we talk about with home organizing today, just take what you need and leave the rest. You can always come back and bite off a little bit more and chew on that. Um, But no being mean to yourself with anything. So without further ado, I want to introduce Tracy Hoth. She's a friend of mine, a fellow coach and a home organizing coach. So I'll just let you introduce yourself, Tracy. Say hello. Yes, I'm so glad to be here. And I love how you introduced it to take what you need and no guilt for sure. No guilt. Uh, My name's Tracy Hoth and I'm from Kansas City, Missouri. That's where I'm living. And I've been a professional organizer going into hundreds of women's homes and offices and helping them get organized. And then in the last couple of years, I've been a life coach, organizing coach, helping people really combine the mindset and their identity around if they're an organized person and if they believe that they can get organized and combining that with the practical steps Mm. and helping them create the life they want, a life that serves them, a home that serves them versus kind of being a slave around Mm -hmm. their organizing and what they need to do and how much time they need to spend on it. So yes, yes. I've talked before about how the home can feel like your favorite place on earth. And it can also start to feel like a prison cell of never ending jobs and stuff. So what I love about uh, this conversation that we're going to have today is hopefully what we're getting at is is how to empower you in your home environment so that your home becomes a place that can help energize you and motivate you and give to you versus draw, draw, draw from your emotional, energetic well. (laughs) Totally. That's so good. Yes. Okay, Tracy, could you tell us about the moment you knew that this was your calling in life was to to help women, like how, how did it occur to you or how did it feel? Or what did you notice in your life where you were like, I could actually help people with this? Mm -hmm. I had four kids. So I have four kids and my oldest had turned five when I had my fourth one. And so we had a small little house and I loved, I had so many friends that were in the same stage of life. And we went out and did stuff and had so much fun with our kids. I stayed home. And I noticed sometimes that friends would say, oh, I can't go. I need to organize. I need to clean. I have so much to do in my house. And I just knew, okay, if they were organized, if they were more organized or had less stuff, they would be able to do more things and not have that. It just always sounded so heavy. Like that burden. Yes. I have felt that. I have felt that before. 
Yeah. And I think some of it's natural, but I think that, that if you are aware of, you know, the organization part of it, that you could have more freedom. And so I knew when my youngest was going into preschool, I thought, okay, this is what I want to do. I want to help people (laughs) feel good in their home and feel good about their home. And so I started, you know, helping friends and told everyone and made a website and just it was awesome. That started calling and yay. I got to help them. It was like a dream come true. That's how I feel about being the postpartum coach. I feel like we have that in common is it was yes. born. It was born in our heart. It's like in our identity. It's, it's just what we were meant to do mm-hmm. <laughs> in some yep. way. Okay. Well, um, thinking specifically of mamas who are postpartum, maybe they've got a newborn or maybe their baby's now 11, 12, or maybe even 18 months old, but they're kind of juggling the older kids, running them to practices or dance or whatever, and then they've got their newborn. What are some digestible sort of easy on the mind, like I can start here, meet me where we are, kind of home organizing things? And and I'm just going to let you take it away. Yeah. Well, the first thing I always want to say is, you know, ask yourself, what do I need most right now? Maybe it is organizing. Maybe it's to let that go at this stage in your life and say, who cares about that? What I really need most is to go out with a friend or what I really need most is to make an appointment to, you know, a doctor's appointment or something like, what is it that you, your body, yourself, your mind needs most? Oh, I love that intuition. Basically tap into your intuition and And be okay with the answer, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm mm-hmm. Listen to that. Mm -hmm. And then, so let's say it is organizing. Let's say you think what I really need most right now is to have less clutter Mm -hmm. or to be able to walk into my closet and have it feel good. Oh, oh, I just had a memory pop up of like being postpartum and looking around my closet and being like, I don't want any of these clothes because none of them fit me. (laughs) But then at the same time, you're like, I don't want to get rid of all of them. Because I might uh-huh. fit into some of them in six months from now, but I would feel like it, like putting away clothes that don't fit you. Maybe that's one of your tricks. I don't know. I feel like that could be Yeah. Better. Well, so then you decide, okay, organizing is what I want. Yeah. I want to do a little bit. But, of course, I have kids. I don't feel that my best. I have a lot of stuff going on. And so I like to kind of use the organizing steps to figure out what the next thing to do is. So the first step in organizing is to sort. Okay. And so just sort all the thoughts you have in your head. Put them out on paper. We start with thoughts before we We ever touch shoe boxes. (laughs) Is that how you do it? Yeah, you could sort all the things in your house that you want to get done. You could write those down on paper. No, but I like this. I like that you're like, let's sort your thoughts first. Like, let's start from the inside out. Because I can't tell you how many times I've tried to organize my house, but if your mind is messy, your house is messy. That's kind of what I feel. Not, Mm -hmm. And I don't mean that, like, if your house is messy, don't be like, oh, my mind's messy. I mean, maybe. But... But it's okay. Like that's where the first part, that's where the first ownership starts is, okay, my out, my outer environment is probably reflecting somewhat my inner environment. So. And when you ask yourself that question, what do I need most right now? Maybe that's where you start. You just get some thoughts down on paper and sort them. I like sorting my thoughts on paper, like 
maybe to do. And I put those kind of thoughts over there and I put, um, emotional, like I I don't feel good kind of thoughts here and just kind of start playing with it by getting all those thoughts out on paper, getting ideas. Maybe some of them are ideas or things you want to do. Um, get all that out. So that's the sort process. Ooh, yes. And can I add to that? Just what mm-hmm. I'm, what's coming to me is, um, a lot of times when we're doing this, you'll start to have little pieces of vision. So like maybe a Pinterest board could be fun with that too. Oh um, yeah. Cause when you start to tap into your intuition for me, um, when I get into that connected space with my body and I just take a quiet moment and I'm like, what do I, you know, what do I need? Or let's say I decided that organizing my home was the next thing I needed to help my mental mm-hmm. health. Um, I might start having images come to mind. Like I might see a white, um, a white bookshelf with, with these certain wooden toys on it. And so, um, like allowing yourself to get closer to manifesting that by maybe visually creating it on a board that reflects it back to you. I love that. That could be fun. Yeah. That's so fun. Yeah. Uh, so you have all that out on paper, you have those thoughts down, maybe you have some ideas and Pinterest board or whatever. Um, the next step is to purge. So you've sorted and then you've purged and people, a lot of times when you say the word purge, your first (laughs) instinct is to kind of hold on. And so I always like to think of the purging step as choosing your favorites. Okay. So what on the list, what on the piece of paper is your favorite thing? that you don't want to let go. And you can do this with your thoughts on the paper. You can also do this with stuff. Mm. You can go in your closet and pick out the favorite things like Mm -hmm. from a pile, like you sorted tank tops, jeans, you know, shirts. And when you're going back through each pile to purge, pick your favorite thing out first. And Mm -hmm. then you kind of have a little freedom in your thoughts about it to be able to go next. Is there anything you can you know, delete. Is there anything you can delegate as far as thoughts go for sure? Could you delegate any of those things that you want to get done or hire it um, out? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And so that's the next stage to purge. Can I, now you have things. Go ahead. I just want to say with that, um, I'm as the postpartum coach, right? I'm thinking about mental health and so much of what gets lost in the shuffle of postpartum depression is your identity. And you're just like, who is this, this girl that's snapping at her kids or that wants to cancel all of the play dates? Cause I don't feel like going out. Mm-hmm. And what I love about the purging process, I haven't worked with Tracy personally, um, but I have done like the life changing magic of tidying up right mm-hmm. with, um, Marie Kondo or whatever. And, um, I just remember when I was doing, so a similar process, I remember during the purging phase, like being like surprised, like, oh, I didn't know that about myself. Um, oh. Yeah. And that identity really just dropping. It's the most authentic parts of you when you stop and you slow down and you take time to go item by item Mm -hmm. and make decisions about it, even though it can be exhausting. So keep that in mind. Like if you're, if you're, if you have very low extra energy right now, postpartum, maybe you're just doing this literally a little bit at a time. Maybe it takes you six months to, you know, to really do this. But, um, Mm. I think that's the golden nugget there that I would say, and I would be curious to hear your experience personally and with women doing this, but for me, the purging was really purging old parts of me because I, I make decisions to buy things based on my identity at the time, but then they sit around my house while my identity is constantly changing. And Mm -hmm. so to, to take a moment and to really purge the old identity, it makes crystal clear who you really are right now. 
Yes. Well, and I think that's the part going into the purging process is curiosity. Mm-hmm. And I know, and remember, there's no right or wrong way. So yeah. try some different things. One of my clients from Marie Kondo, she loves holding something and asking if it gives her joy. Where another client would be like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so just be open <laughs> to trying these different ways of looking at it, being really curious yes. and, and not judgmental. So when you say you bought something at one time and now that's not really you, just be like, huh, look at what I did at that time. And isn't that interesting? Yeah. And how do I feel about it now? And yeah. do I want to take that into the future? Right. Uh, and same with thoughts. When you were talking, I was thinking, let's say you're just working at, on your thoughts and figuring out what you need most right now to really just take that thought and sit with it for a minute. Yeah. Look at it. Ask where it's coming from. Be really curious about, you know, why you think you're thinking that or why you're believing that right now mm-hmm. and just be really gentle through the process of purging. Yeah. I want to, I want to second that the gentle, the compassion, because I remember when I was cleaning stuff out, there was the tendency to want to go down the road of, I can't believe I bought all this stuff. I'm the most da, 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 type of spender. And mm-hmm. gosh, I've been so selfish with our money, with the budget. And how could I da, 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 like, it's really easy, especially if you're leaning toward depressiveness right now, just watch mm-hmm. yourself. And, um, you could even set a personal boundary. Like if I can't be nice to myself while I'm purging or while I'm, you know, sorting my thoughts or whatever, then I'm going to put the pencil down. I'm going to put everything down and I'll come back to it when I can be nice to myself. When this becomes fun and a compassionate activity, not some sort of a self-mutilation. Like, Yes, that is really good. I love that. I love that to set boundaries with yourself. That's so good. There's a quote and I'm, I'm probably going to mess it up, but it's something about instead of beating this, beating yourself up for being where you are, love the person who made it through it. And so can we say that again? Just say it one more time. Okay. Yes. Instead of beating yourself up for where you are, love the person who made it through. Oh, okay. Can I share a story on that? Yeah. I think it's the perfect moment. You guys, I wanted to, this is like full disclosure. One of the ways that I, um, helped myself through depression when I had no other tools. There was no Tracy Hoth to come in and help me home organize and, and give me like lift me up in that way. And there was no life coaching in my life yet. And I was um, anxious having panic attacks that were humilifying. That's not a word. (laughs) Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Humiliating, humiliating. Humiliating. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was a scary, 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 scary time for me. And there were even depths of it that I didn't share with my husband because I was just like ashamed of it. And I was scared of myself. And I remember going, going shopping. My husband's like, you like shopping. How about you go shopping for like, we were both just desperate for me to feel better and to come home feeling okay enough to watch the kids and do the things. And I just remember, um, like taking out a credit card at Banana Republic, which I never do, but the lady was like, yeah, you can save this much if you did the credit card. And I did it. Uh, that's how desperate I was. And so there, there definitely were times where I bought stuff just to stay afloat emotionally, just because I got that little buzz. And so I can imagine myself going through my things, to, like whether it was, I mean, today, I don't know if I still have them, but, um, I do remember actually going through my things sometime after depression and being like, 
These were the jeans I bought for $100 because it gave me a buzz because I was so blank. I was so just broken, just depressed. Yeah. So like holding them with love and being like, these helped me. Like I needed that. That's the best I could do at that time. Right. And loving yourself for being where you are now. I mean, it's so good. (laughs) It can be like a very lovey experience. Let's keep going. This is so good. (laughs) So then you, so you sorted your emotions or your stuff or your project list, you purged it. And now you assign homes to things. You assign. Oh, I like how you call it a home. You assign a home. Yes. Assign a home. So let's say you're back at the beginning. Like, what do I need most? You sorted all your thoughts down on paper. You've purged them, decided I'm not going to believe that or think that about myself anymore. Um, you have your favorite things and you, now you want to assign homes to them. I mean, write something down, a thought that you have that you love and hang it somewhere. That's its new home. Practice it, make a home for when you're going to practice that thought. Um, if it's stuff, you know, that's a little more obvious. You're, you're taking the stuff and you're making a home for it. Tank tops are going to live here or cans are going to be on this shelf in the pantry. And labeling is helpful. Like in that stage, you can label things. Even for a project, let's say you are or you're now figuring out where you're going to start in your home. So you've sorted, you've deleted some of the things there's no way you're going to get to right now. And now you're going to assign a home to when you're going to do each of those projects. So you get out your calendar and you just kind of jot out, make a little rough draft of when you think you'll be able to go get to that project. So now you've kind of sorted through that. Yeah. It's so funny. My brain is, keeps wanting to be like, but tell me how to organize the things. And I, I love that. I love that you're like almost stubbornly in a good way. You're like, no, we start with thoughts because how many of us have tried to organize our homes so many times only to not finish, to get discouraged, to totally forget about it, get off track. And so I really think if you want to do this, you know, really, really do this, then actually the difference maker, I think could be what Tracy is saying, which is go to the thoughts first and dump them and sift them. Which ones are we donating, checking out, getting totally rid of? And yes. which ones are powerful thoughts that help us feel good and stay motivated and stay on track? Like, I really think we underestimate sometimes the power of spending some time with our psyche before delving mm-hmm. into a project. Well, it's this story. It makes me think of the story. I helped a nine-year-old get organized. And I sat down with her before we even started. And I said, okay, what's your thought? Her parents wanted her to keep her room clean for 30 days. And I said, what's your thought about keeping your room clean? And she goes, it's impossible. She didn't even hesitate. So if we are believing that because of the way we are, or because of the, how many kids we have, yes, yes, how many kids we have, or what, you know, we're working full time or whatever it is, we believe it's impossible. There's no way you're going to get it done and you're going to start a project and then it's not going to keep going because your belief behind all of it is that it's impossible. Yeah. And your brain will literally go as far as to self-sabotage just to prove itself right. Like you will find that it becomes and feels impossible. Yes. That's so creepy, tricky, cool though. Yeah. It it just makes you want to get to the easy part. Like you just want to skip it all over, (laughs) skip over it. But then you ask yourself, what if truly that is the magic? Like what if that's the difference is starting there and 
evaluating if you, you know, what your beliefs are about it. Yeah. Okay. So sort, purge, assign homes, and then set limits. Set limits. So okay. physically setting limits is the, the part that everyone wants to start with. It's getting the baskets and buying all the containers and, you know, doing all the fun stuff bringing that stuff home and thinking that's going to help them get organized. But I always say, don't buy anything. Don't get anything until you're at the fourth stage because now you really know. You know, can I speak on that for just a second? Because this is my, like, I want to see hand raise, hand raises in the audience. (laughs) Like who else does this? Where when I'm going through an organizing project and it starts feeling really hard, I start to conveniently need to go buy things like, oh, I think we need these tuppers and we don't actually know that we need them yet because we're not done, but I just want to, I want to get out of the hard part. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and so buying things, obviously you can see a pattern here for Lizzie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, first I have to say, I love that you called them tuppers. Tuppers. I have never heard that. That's so cute. Did I call it a tupper? I probably did. Yeah. yeah. Tupper, um, Tupperware. <laughs> yeah. So don't buy anything until you're to this stage. Cause now you really know what you need. You know what the limit is, how big how, or small you need it and the shape and how many shelves on a bookshelf you need. Um, so I'm going to say if you're like me and you just really need to buy something to help you make it through, just maybe just know that you might have to totally change what you bought. So keep the receipt. <laughs> <laughs> if you need to go buy something to make it through the hard part, just pick a couple things and keep the receipts because you might be swapping them out once you get to the end of your project. <laughs> Going to give y'all a little, little, sure. uh, little room there. <laughs> give yourself a break. Uh, <laughs> or you could even do what you said in the beginning, like go on Pinterest and just pin some of the cute stuff you want to get. Yes. But I think it's fun. And this is even... I don't know. We used to do this like fun craft project. You could cut the top off of a um, cereal box, tape some fun. Um, what is that kind of tape? Like um, oh yes, the oh what is that tape? The, the cute thick tape, the cute design, <laughs> or tape? the yeah the cute stuff too. And you could decorate something, and you could make little containers that you already have everything for. And it would turn into something you could do with your kids or your creative side. So there's so many options there too. Yeah. I think I am a recovering perfectionist. I think a lot of people who get um, anxious and depressive postpartum have that perfectionism strand in them, probably from their parents or wherever. Um, And so one thing to consider is to remember that this is not actually about the end result. Like I, I get tend to get really mm. obsessed whenever, I mean it is, but it isn't. So yes, of course you want things to feel a little more organized at the end, but if by the end, no matter what the end looks like, okay. If by the end you have learned more about yourself and the way that you make purchases and you've, you've kind of relived your story over the last few years um, and you've, you've had a chance to under better understand what you really love and feel a little bit more clear about what you will and won't be purchasing in the future. Even if you have to do two or three rounds to get the final result that you want, like it is actually about the process too. Would oh, you have any thoughts on thank that? Thank you. You're like, thank no, you. <laughs> thank you. That is very Oh, it's so important to remember that that's for all of our life. Right. And how rich could our life be if we really just focused on, okay, today, you know what I did? I sorted socks. Like, can we just own that? Especially postpartum. (laughs) Like that's right. I sorted the socks. That is not easy. 
Oh my gosh. Everyone. If you have a sock problem, you're not alone. I've seen so many. Okay. Can you tell us like a few funny things you've seen over the years? Well, maybe we'll wrap up with some, some fun. Like what are some, oh, yeah. I mean, obviously but, yeah. you want to disclose and protect, you know, we're not disclosing people's names and stuff, but what can we just laugh about collectively that we all do? That's kind of weird <laughs> or that we all yeah, struggle well, with. Everyone has a sock problem. Um, everyone has socks a sock everywhere. Problem. You need to have that on the front page of your website, by the way. Everyone has a sock problem. It's not just you. <laughs> Click here. Totally. Socks everywhere. Um, you know what keeps coming to mind? And this isn't funny or light, but I had a client that I worked with before and yeah. then she was going through some really struggling emotional time and her parents just wanted her to have help. And so they called and had me go in and help her. And it was so special first to just be there with her during this time. And she was struggling so bad, but to have someone there. So even to get someone to come in and help, if it's an option for you, yeah. is a great idea to have someone just be with you. I, I believe right. that there will be me hiring somebody like that. Probably Tracy Hoth. <laughs> yes. In my future. Like I, I've, um, I've played with this idea multiple times, haven't yet done uh-huh. it. And now we're renting our, our stuff is really light. We're in other people's homes. So, but one day when we get back to the States, maybe and we, we have our own home and our own stuff. I could see that yeah. happening for sure. Yeah. Sick of being upsold at gyms. My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Um, the other fun thing that just came to mind is when I helped the nine-year-old girl. So I've worked with some different kids and stuff. Usually what happens is the kids make decisions and they're really great. And then the parents come in and they're like, oh, you can't get rid of that. Oh, that was your grandma's whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Then they're like pulling things out of the bag. I'm like, please let me just take that with me. Um, (laughs) but the little girl hid in her drawer that was under her bed. She hid in the drawer before I got there. And so now when I got there, her mom's like, honey, you know, we couldn't even find her. And so she was hiding her body. I thought you were going to say she hid like her socks or her favorite teddy bear. No, she was hiding hiding her whole self in the drawer. I thought that was really funny. Um, What else? What other fun stories? Toothbrushes. Do people have nasty, gross toothbrushes? Do you often replace them? Oh, that is, no, I've never done that. We find toothbrushes all over, oh, though, like, and then like, they usually are, like, throwing those out. Yeah, from all those dental or, office or, visits. Yeah. Yeah, or someone will have, like, so many extra toothbrushes. <laughs> like, I, I think of Where one point right from? now. She has so many extra toothbrushes. <laughs> I'm like, how many do you need? Like, I don't know. Well, that, that okay. That is such a funny thing. We stock up on things with this mentality of like when we, and sometimes you're glad you did. Like there's the rare occasion where you're like, uh-huh. oh, I'm so glad I kept those five extra toothbrushes so that my brother's family, when their car broke down, they could come over here and they don't have any of their nighttime stuff, and now they all have a toothbrush. <laughs> but I know. Usually, though, it just takes up space, and it and you could have achieved the same effect of just shooting over to the grocery store, spending uh-huh. five dollars. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I know. Cause sometimes I'll think about that. I'll, I'll think we don't even, I don't even know if we have maybe one extra toothbrush in our whole house. And I'm thinking, I wish I, you know, had backups for people when they came, yeah. but then how often does that happen? Maybe yeah. once every couple of years. Well, and I guess what it makes me want to say is, is there's a premium on the energetic and physical space and what you allow to fill it. Mm-hmm. And so like, how does it impact? This is just one example, right? Toothbrushes, <laughs> toothbrushes. Yeah. But if we're just taking toothbrushes, for example, maybe it's one of those things y'all hoard. Like, how how does it impact you to have 17 toothbrushes under the counter? And every time you go under the kitchen or under the bathroom counter to get your daughter's brush, you see those. Like, for me, I can literally just imagine right now the, the stuff like that that I keep. Like, um, I remember when I used to be platinum blonde and then I grew it out and went darker, like more natural. But I kept all my color, my hair color stuff for like maybe mm-hmm. if one day, da, 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 da. And after like nine months of not using them, I finally threw them out. And it was painful, but it was so nice because mm-hmm. the day-to-day buildup wasn't bogging me down every time I'd go under there and be digging for one thing I actually needed and be having to rummage through all these things I, I don't even use. They were energetically dead to me, you know? Well, and right there when you said it was painful, mm-hmm. like you got rid of it, but it was painful. What were, you know, when you said that, I'm like, Ooh, I want to know what her thoughts were. Like, it was just like, fear. Like I might need this again. It was just fear. Okay. So fear of mm-hmm. letting go. Fear of like, will I be, it's basically fear of a future feeling. Tell me if you guys can relate. I'm like, I know this is a one-way conversation. They can't talk back, but like, can everybody relate? Right. You fear like, okay, this is what I hear a lot postpartum. They'll be like, I, I'm just afraid I'm going to regret weaning the baby, or I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to regret, you know, taking meds while I'm nursing or whatever. So I just feared that I would regret, or I would be kicking myself later. Like, ah, right. Um, I should have kept that. Yeah. And so I think the commitment Mm -hmm. there is really, if I'm going to, if I'm going to make the bold decisions to be getting, you know, purging things, promising that if in two months from now, I am like, oh, it would have been nice to have that. Are you going to be nice to yourself? You better make that deal Mm. with yourself or else it's not going to feel good at all. You're going to be scared like I am. (laughs) Or I was. Yes. (laughs) Back up your decisions. And there again, it kind of goes back to that quote, love yourself. Yeah. You made a decision. Be proud of the fact that you made a decision. Yeah. And then the other thing there, so when you're feeling so that fear, which a lot of clients are, they're feeling the fear of letting stuff go and what if and maybe and I'm not sure to go to some intentional thought creation. And one of my favorites is like, I trust that I'll have everything I need when I need it. Oof. How does that feel? Oh my gosh. If everybody just stops and thinks that in their body, mm-hmm. I trust that I'll have everything I need when I need it. Oh, okay. If I can, that, yeah. Did you notice your shoulders yeah. kind of relax? Yes. Yeah. And yeah. all of a sudden I'm like listening to heaven's promptings instead of like in my head trying to overanalyze. I'm just like yes. leaned back, intuitive. I make decisions. They flow. It's easy. Yeah. Another one could be I'm open to new opportunities. Yeah. Oh, I'm making space for new opportunities. Yes. Um, this reminds me of uh, one of the laws of the universe I was learning about in this abundance creation manifestation book. Basically the universe loves, um, they call it a black hole or what does it say? But basically like, let's say, you know, you want new drapes. The drapes you have aren't doing it for you, but you keep the drapes there just so that you can have drapes. 
And what I've learned about creating abundance and attracting and manifesting new things is it's actually in your best interest to go ahead and just take the drapes down and have no drapes because then, mm-hmm. then, um, you will attract and find more clearly the drapes you actually want. Energetically, that's just how it works. Like, cleansing. well, that's perfect then in this situation. Yeah. Like, I'm energetically attracting what I want in my future by letting this stuff go. That, I think that's the whole point, friends. And like, even a, like, let's talk about that from a mental health perspective, both perspectives. We can talk about it with your stuff, like your things, cause that's important. And it, mm-hmm. it, it has an interplay on your energy and your, your mental state. And then also, um, the thought purging, like you were saying, when we can, when we do the work, whether it's by, you know, doing home organization or doing mental and emotional work, when we're, when we're making efforts to really purge what's not working, we're going to attract that new identity and those new habits. Oof, that's good. Mm-hmm. And it made me think of your um, boundary that you said at the beginning. Yeah. Like you have these thoughts and yeah, we can try to eliminate those, but often we need to replace them to f- have something to focus on. Mm-hmm. And so that's the boundary. You notice like, oh, but I might need it. And then you say, oh no, there's my boundary. You're yeah. over here. I'm going to think about, I'm making space for what yeah. I want in my future. Yeah. And I'm trusting that I'll have what I need. And if I don't, I'll be, I'll have the means to get it mm-hmm. and that it's worth not having it in my space, taking up space and energy right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so good. I think, you know what? Okay. If I could just say one final statement, me, and then I would totally love for you to do the same. I think that my favorite part about this is the transition that happens between like your things kind of owning you to really shifting into, I'm taking ownership of my things. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's good. And like, I am creating a home that supports me. Mm. Yeah. I love that. And what I would say is, is again, back to the compassion. I mean, and remember, this is just a stage in your life. So if organizing isn't a priority, be okay with that. It's Own okay. It. There's Own a stage. It. I even was just talking to my physical therapist this morning. She has a one-year-old and she's like, there's just so much stuff. And I went into this house and there was hardly anything. And it was so clear and clean. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, yeah, but this is a stage. You have 14 baby things right now. And that's like, just enjoy that part of it. Yeah. Being messier and. Yes noisier for sure. And yes, I love that so much grace at each stage. So if intuitively somebody's feeling like, Ooh, now is the time. Or if they're like, this is a little overwhelming for me, I can feel it, but I want to come back. I'm interested. I want to come back to this maybe in like eight more months postpartum. Mm -hmm. Um, how would they come find you to get more help? Yeah. My website is simply squared away.com. Simply squared away. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. And then I do a, um, organized life Academy. So how I help women in that is I just break down, we're going to focus on one area at a time. And even if people do this on their own, focusing on just one area is so helpful. It just relieves so much. You're just going to work on that. And then we combine mindset and organizing, and we work on both of those simultaneously and, and work on that space throughout the month. And we have coaching and I always post what I'm working on with videos showing how I'm organizing that space. And, uh, we just have fun. I love that. If they want to, do you have an Instagram or social media or anything? 
Yeah, my Instagram is Tracy Hoth at Tracy Hoth. Okay, T R A C Y H O T H. Right. Yes. Okay. And then on Facebook, it's simply Squared Away. Awesome. Yay. Yeah, and I do one-on-one clients too. I mean, sometimes people just want to work through more of why they're holding on to things, why it's harder to let things go, and they maybe they want that private um, time. So I, I also kind of do deeper. that. Deeper. Mm-hmm. That's fun. That's good stuff. Thank you yeah. so much, Tracy. It's been a pleasure. In fact, I wish you guys could see her. Maybe we'll have to publish the video, but like her space and her countenance, it really does. You can just, she emanates like. I'm organized. There's <laughs> like, like, I'm serious. It's like it follows you around. Your pictures in the background on the bookshelf. It's like, okay, you can tell everything has a home and that she's put it there. It's not just sitting around, you know? And I'm such a practical, like real life person. Like it may look pretty right here. And there are spots. I always show my secret room. We, we, we stash stuff in there that we don't want to make decisions because clutter is just delayed decisions. And Mm -hmm. we do that. But when you have an identity that you can organize something and it's no big deal, yeah, we can go do it whenever we want to, whenever I want to. Yeah. Whenever you choose to make decisions. (laughs) Yes. I love that. Oh, I love it. I love all around just like the permission and kind of how just relaxed you are about it. It's definitely inspired me. I hope you guys have enjoyed having Tracy on the show today. I hope this gives you some ideas. And if nothing else, that it's a nice little check-in. If this doesn't feel like something you want to do, what do you want to do? Right. I love going back to that original question. I love that Tracy's being open and sensitive about the fact that like, this might take a measure of energy that you don't have right now. And so what do you need? So obviously if it's mental health coaching, come join the postpartum coach membership. And we're going to put my link to my membership in the bio. And then Tracy's membership and website will be in the bio. And don't we love memberships so much? Like they're the best thing mm-hmm. ever. We love yeah. them. We love the support we're able to give to our people and the way that that consistent monthly income on the, the end of you guys allows us as creators to bring you more and to let you see more. It's just such a delicious like win-win. <laughs> yeah. And the connection, like you're not alone. That no. I think that's been one of the biggest yes. things. Like, oh my gosh, she's the same as me. And it's yes. like, yes. Absolutely. That's so important postpartum. And I'm sure with home organizing, whatever stage of life you're in. Yeah. So thank you. You've just brought so much sunshine, been a breath of fresh air. And I hope you have a lovely holiday season. I mean, I hope I talk to you sooner than that, but we're going into November now. Thanksgiving's in a couple weeks. So thanks for being here. Loved it. Thanks for having me. Hi, my darling friend, Lizzie here. If you love the content here on my podcast, then you need to check out the postpartum coach membership. My membership is where you can bridge the gap between listening and understanding healing postpartum on a logical level and then applying it and feeling change. That's what we do in the membership. The most valuable tool that I have for you in my membership by far is the postpartum anxiety course. It's my course where I walk you through my three-part postpartum healing process. You can watch or listen to the course. I made it for moms, digestible and to the point. Then you've got a private podcast, a members-only Facebook community, as well as the trifecta of postpartum healing, weekly coaching, meditation, and yoga. 
You do not want to miss my membership if you are postpartum and are serious about healing. So go to lizzylangston.com forward slash membership today and step into your healing. That's lizzylangston.com forward slash membership. I'll see you inside my love.